honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again. Another Friday morning talking Timberwolves basketball. This last week there were four games and, well, it's two wins and two losses, adding up to a split. Uh, not the worst week ever, certainly not the best, though. Uh, yeah, slackadaisical. That could have been an interesting possible title for this episode. But I went with Wayward Wiggins because what the hell's up with Andrew Wiggins at least the last couple games here. But, uh, yeah, he, what the hell is up with Andrew Wiggins? And, you know, God bless him. Um, God bless Andrew Wiggins. I'm a big fan. I wish him the best. And when Andrew Wiggins is playing well, he is one hell of a joy to watch. When he's not playing well... It sucks. It hurts. It's sad. You know, I'm I'm sad. I'm not going to hate on him and, and bash him, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing lately, let's be honest. And a guy that's going to probably constantly be compared with him time and time again is the guy that, uh, well, it was kind of between him and Zach Levine. Yep, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine. That's the other one. Zach Levine and Jimmy Butler played a little mano-a-mano game, and the Bulls ended up winning the bleeping game, which, uh, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, what else is new? I mean, every time somebody leaves Minnesota, they end up playing better, and then and then they stick it to us because we're just so awful. We're just the worst people in the world. I just oh, just I just hate you guys. You're just bleep you, bleep this, bleep your owner. Yeah, okay. Well, the Bulls won one fourteen, one thirteen. Little ticky tack call near the end there, in my humble opinion. But uh, well, welcome to the NBA, I suppose. Bull crap. One fourteen, one thirteen, February the ninth. Let's go. No games to preview today. I'm going to keep this a two-segment show. So, no, this is not the off-season, but it's a very unique situation. Going into the All-Star break, usually there's a game or two if it's a shot, if it's a light week. But, no, no games to, to uh, preview this week. There'll be no games to review next week. It'll be like previewing. It'll be kind of interesting. But we'll, we'll get it together, and I will not talk about the All-Star game. And who knows what's going to happen between now and then. And the trade deadline is uh, just kind of looking us right in the eye here. So, uh, will the Wolves do anything? I doubt it. I think the Minnesota Wild are the team more likely to make a trade of some sorts. Hopefully, they stop trading away draft picks and maybe go the opposite direction, like get a draft pick or something. But, uh, yeah, Brave the Wild hockey fans. That one's coming out tomorrow morning, like it does every Saturday. At least I try to keep it that way. So, yes, um, <clears throat> Neil Nate Dog Thiessing was laid to rest. That's my close friend, who, of course, was a co-host on the last uh, uh who's my co-host on the Brave the Wild podcast, uh, off and on. Not as much lately, this and that, uh, scheduling, this and that. Sometimes he'd run into little health things, but yeah, he was laid to rest Saturday morning. And uh, I did talk about that a bit on the last show, but again, just giving another shout-out to Neil Nate Dog Thiesing if uh, anybody uh, related to him is listening, related, friends, this and that. So yeah, uh, he'll be talked about very often on Brave the Wild, very often. Um, so a... Kind of a quiet game from everybody. Uh, Jimmy Butler playing a little hero ball in this game. Andrew Wiggins played very well in the game. Only four field goal attempts, 18 points. Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, didn't attempt any free throws, so that's kind of a bummer. Didn't get to the line at all, of course. Uh, turned the ball over five times. 
the Timberwolves were playing well in this game. They led by 17 at one point. That's right, 17 at one point. Uh, they were dominating, and then bleep the third quarter happened again. You know, like the uh, like Timberwolves fans were saying last year and the year before, bleep the third quarter. And that's when things changed, and it was a back-and-forth, mano-a-mano type of nonsense. Kind of like the Lakers game turned out to be. What the hell? And even the Lakers took a big lead in that game. What's up with that? That's the fourth game to uh, review. This one, it's just, I, I don't know, I'm sensing a little drop-off on the team of late. And luckily the Wolves are continuing their home winning streak, and they honored and represented Flip Saunders well. The pregame uh, festivities, we'll talk about that around the Laker game. We'll probably wrap up this segment with that. Um, but Jim Jimmy Butler, big game, big mono mono 38-point effort, which I expected. I expected uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Zach Levine to have an upper 20s game. He ended up having 35 points. Huge in the fourth quarter. Huge. And, again, that's going to get the Levine lovers and Wiggins dislikers. Okay, okay, maybe they're haters. I don't know. I don't know if they hate Wiggins or they probably dislike him uh, of late. Um I'm not one of those oversensitive types that can't say the word hate. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can say it once in a while. You can hate a player when, yeah, because maybe you're just not a fan. But uh, just saying, uh, Zach Levine getting to the free throw line, 10 of 11. He makes his free throws. He always has. Uh, the catch and shoot, it wasn't working yesterday until it mattered. Or no, yesterday, excuse me, last Friday until it mattered. The only three-pointer Zach Levine made out of the six attempts was the one that tied the game up after Butler uh, was being solid uh, down the stretch. Butler with a really nice up-and-under, kind of a fake, putting the Wolves ahead by two. And then down the stretch, Zach Levine launching a three. Butler, maybe, maybe his ring finger, maybe Butler's ring finger tipped tipped uh, Levine's elbow. I don't know. Just mm, Sometimes these calls aren't made. Sometimes they are. I'm sure there would have been a huge argument along the way if there wasn't a foul called. But it was called, and Zach made them all, and the Bulls went up by one, and we had Towns with the catch-and-shoot three, which I'm not mad at, but you're only down by one. Why aren't you having Carl down by the basket? And only three attempts in the game and had 14 points. Eight of nine from the line was Carl. Double-double game. Just, you know, I'm not mad at Carl for this game. It was hero ball. It was a hero ball effect that was going on. Uh, and you know what? That's to be expected. He's going into Chicago, kind of like Marbury and Garnett when Marbury first came back with the uh, New Jersey Nets, as they were called at the time, of course, when both players attempted like upper 20 uh, uh, field goals in that game. Butler, 26 in this one. He did get his 38 points, a solid overall game, but that foul did not help his cause at all. And then again, Towns clanging the three, which was his only three-point attempt in the game, and again, only eight attempts overall through the entire game. Carl, not they're not just not getting the ball at all down low. Um, good defense inside by Portis and others, so credit there, credit given there, so to speak. Um, but an overall frustrating finish, too. Well, it was a good game, fun game to watch. Nice to see Zach Levine's athleticism, the smoothness on his shot. It's interesting, though, too. He only made one three in the game, but again, he was all over the place. His athleticism was back on display. And God bless uh, Zach Levine for being able to do that. Why the Bulls were having Zach even take that shot in the first place when he was off most of the night, I don't know. But I suppose he hit it when it mattered, tying the game up. So respect given to Zach Levine. You know, talent for talent, this and that. It's like talent versus talent. I think I'd still rather have Wiggins in terms of talent versus talent. But effort, energy, blah, 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 I guess you're leaning Zach on this one. I mean, I don't blame anybody for leaning for, uh, with Zach Levine on that one. 
at the end of the day, though, it is what it is. You can't fix it at this point. Uh, obviously, the money wouldn't even match now. Zach Levine and uh, Andrew Wiggins. Though, of course, the contract starts next year for Andrew Wiggins. Um, fun stuff. Uh, just, you know, there's always what-ifs. There's always hindsight 2020 this and that and I know a lot of you like Zach Levine so much more because of his swag and his confidence and and this and that I don't care about swag and confidence as long as you're like in the game you're focused in the game and you're getting the job done that's what I care about I don't care about little cute little celebrations or this or that that's overrated or this cocky look on your face as you're making your shots or shooting the ball we're happy for you um but no Zach Levine I like the confidence I like what he brings to the floor I like his ability so respect is given where respect is due. 35 points, beating his former club at home. Good, 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 good job. Uh, God bless, and we'll move on. I'm dragging this one probably longer than I need to for crying out loud. But again, it is a player that we uh, did not end up keeping because of, uh, well, Thibs wanted Butler, and he has every right to want Butler. Fantastic player, and he had a great game. Uh, Laurie Markkinen looks like he has a wonderful future as well. We will be hosting the Chicago Bulls on the 24th of February coming up. So that's interesting. That will be discussed on the next show, to be quite honest. So that will be in the preview segment, of course. And, of course, the frickin' Rockets again, too, and Sacramento. So it's a lot of the same teams. Again, the only one missing is the Lakers. That's kind of funny. Sacramento game, Sunday the 11th of February. What the hell is this crap? Like, what? You know, the, the Kings off and on were taking the lead. You know, the final result is what matters, 111-106, but yuck city. And th- that includes the Laker game. I think the Laker game was a little bit better product. Uh, Carl, 29 points in the game. Nice dominant performance. He was outstanding. Andrew Wiggins was okay, um, but again, not real aggressive. I like the eight rebounds. I appreciate that. But again, turning the ball over. Four turnovers in the game. Very kind of very careless. Uh, Carl did not get the double-double in this one, but he was setting other players up. Butler only nine attempts. That's kind of funny. So definitely a little opposite effect going on there compared to the last game. I don't know if Thibodeau said slow down a little bit or if Butler himself kind of just wanted to slow down. And Carl Anthony Towns led the team in field goal attempts. 17, but always. That, that, that statistic I always talk about, field goals field goals to points ratio, Carl's uh, points ratio, he's always on the plus side of those. He's a plus 12 in the field goals to points ratio. Andrew Wiggins only a plus 3. But, eh, you know, not a bad game from Andrew Wiggins. But, again, you're just not seeing the aggressiveness. And I know part of it is there's too many quote-unquote stars on the roster right now. Uh, Jeff Teague was solid in the game. You could always say he could play better defense, but he was okay. Uh, he only attempted five shots, and he had double-digit assists. Man, managed to get to a double-double in the game with the 12 points. Jeff Teague just solid. He, he was okay. Again, the defense could always be better. Butler made the shots he needed to, and all that. He was a plus nine in the field goal to points ratio. That's that's invented by Joey Awajan. Uh, I think some people talk about it sometimes, too, uh, elsewhere, but probably not as much. Um you're not seeing uh, Shabazz Muhammad. I don't think he's going to play another game for the Timberwolves. Uh, the trade deadline, obviously, gone and all that. Um, obviously, long gone. The Timberwolves did not make a move. I don't know why I just said the trade deadline is still looming. That's hockey, so I'm going crazy. The trade deadline is over, of course. We talked about that on the last bleeping show, but Shabazz will probably be bought out at some point, or he'll just sit there, just sit there pretty much. I don't think he's going to play another game for this team, to be quite honest. Uh the organization is looking back channels, whatever, for teams that are interested. And then they would quickly release Shabazz and he would be picked up by 
the Lakers, the Clippers, the who knows, Memphis Grizzlies, who knows, uh, <laughs> Mr. Wayne Hunt's club. Again, I appreciate uh, Wayne Hunt having me on uh, the Courtside Podcast during his all-nighter. What a fun show. That was a fun one. I loved that. I, when I listened back to it, of course, I was on for like a little piece of it. He had Vince Germano on later. He's, Vince is just getting up. What a great show, Hank. That was good. I, I'm not kidding, man. And you know what? The Courtside is my favorite podcast out there. It, it is. And I'm not just saying that just because they're my friends and all that. They were, I mean, before I even knew them, the first couple shows, I was like, this is great. You know, because I was trying to contact them and then, okay, made a little contact. And then all of a sudden, Vince Gerbato was tweeting back a lot of a lot of my tweets about the Wolves. And it's like, ooh, this guy's pretty cool. I like this guy. And, he, and you can tell he just had this great love for the Wolves, even though he's a Laker fan. The Wolves are his second favorite team, just like in hockey, the Calgary Flames are my second favorite team. It's something like that. And there's nothing wrong with having a second favorite team. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's not like it's not like you would ever root for that team over your team. You know that's what matters most. Stay stay with your team at the end of the day, when it comes to playing against each other. But it's okay to like other teams. Come on, you know, don't be a rube. Don't be nuts. But again, this is a rube-like performance. I didn't. This was not a fun game to watch. Like the, forever, the, the the Sacramento Kings were ahead well into the third quarter. Wolves finally pull away in the fourth, and thank God for that. But what a yucky product! I've not been happy with this team the last uh, the last week or so. It's it's lame sauce. Um, there were even rumors about the Wolves uh, going after Vince Carter, this and that. If Vince Carter gets bought out, or even during the trade deadline, this and that. Yeah, okay, he's 40, and he's, yeah, way at the end of the bench now, and it kind of is what it is. I don't know what Sacramento's doing at the end of the day. They're just like Phoenix a couple years ago with Goran Dragic and all that. I I, I don't know what the Sacramento Kings are doing. I I don't see a whole lot of direction. Uh, De'Aaron Fox looks like a really nice player long-term. 23 points in the game was very solid, uh, but more of a scoring point guard than anything else. Uh, Bogdanovich was really the guy leading the show and all that. But still, uh, Darren Fox has uh, has a little point guard in him as well. So, I don't know. Um, there's some some hope there, this and that. But generally speaking, Willie Cauley-Stein, I just, he's just a role player. I mean, that's all he is. Zach Reynolds is ancient. Costa Cruvos, good, very good role player. But a role player, but he held, healed, whatever. He's healed and whole. Yeah, but he's just not that great. Um, I don't know, but I'm glad the Wolves won the game against a team that's kind of not that great. (laughs) And then we go into the Houston game, which, uh, yeah, this is where Andrew Wiggins is uh, struggling. Really uh, hits the fan. Yeah, his struggling hits the fan. That's kind of a weird way of putting it. The Wolves played very well in this game for three quarters, for the most part. In the second quarter, there was a bit of a gaff there, a 20-3 to run by the Houston Rockets. That was great. But the Wolves kind of sort of hung in there. They even, yeah, they even got within five points with, the, with like midway through the fourth quarter. And then the cannons started blasting, kind of like in the movie Gl- Glory. Have you ever seen Glory, that Civil War movie with Matthew Broderick and such? Things were going all right. You know, that final battle, it wasn't really the final battle of the Civil War, but the final battle of the movie when they went into that that fort that never was ever taken. Was it Fort Sumter? Oh, damn it, I can't remember. Oh, it was a fort. Uh, it can't be Sumter. Uh, but it was a fort in uh, the Carolinas was never taken, ever. Um, and it never ended up getting taken, which tells you what happened at the end of the movie to the poor group of guys there in the movie Glory. But things were looking okay. Things were looking positive. And then, uh-oh. And all the cannons were pointed at them. They were trapped. And boom. And that's kind of what happened to the Wolves in this game. 
Sheesh. Uh, the cannon himself, you could say. Ryan Anderson, 6 of 10 from downtown. He just went 8 bleep in that fourth quarter. 21 points. One of the best three-point shooters ever, I think. Uh, Ryan Anderson, he's, yeah, he's one of the best three-point shooters I've ever seen. Nene still playing. And they still call him Hilario. I'm glad. It's nice to see Hilario instead of just Nene in his name. Clint Capella. Clint Capella. That's a name that, man, you know, I, I wish. That's a name I just wish so much was on the Timberwolves. Wouldn't that be great if Clint Capella was pairing with Carl uh, Anthony Towns down low? I love Clint Capella. Some people might think he's overrated this and that. No, I, I think he's one of those guys who's <laughs> an unsung, like, he, he's, he's, he's really valuable, and he's got to be one of the reasons Houston could, uh, could maybe beat the Warriors. Maybe. Uh, Chris Paul, obviously, he's got the firepower. James Harden's about as much firepower as there is. 6 of 10 from downtown, just like Ryan Anderson, particularly late in that game. Even at 13 assists. Obviously, he's kind of like, uh, obviously, he's like Westbrook, where he can pick up a bajillion assists. It's a fascinating backcourt. Uh, Chris Paul, I think, the more you watch him, you can just feel the guy's breaking down. Uh, he's a Ferrari but uh, he's breaking down. He's, he's, he's had so many injuries in his career. He's missed so much time from this and that and this and that. ba 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 And then next thing you know, eventually, he's just not that good anymore, that type of thing. And it happens all the time in the NBA. I thought that was going to happen with Eric Gordon, and then he's just had this resurgence the last two years. Talk about a guy who missed time. Jiminy. I mean, there were some years he played like five games, it seemed like. And then he just, you know, he just hung in there, and he's been very valuable for the Rockets for a while now. Um, but this team, obviously, it's easily the, the most de- dangerous opponent, dangerous uh, roadblock or uh, hurdle or whatever you want to call it for the Golden State Warriors. And I'd, uh, I wouldn't mind them beating the Warriors, to be honest. I don't like them that much more than the Warriors. Chris Paul's a D-bag, you know, and pardon my French. I, it might be a little childish me saying that on the show. He's got an attitude, and he kind of always has. I liked him in his early days with the uh, New Orleans Hornets, even Charlotte. I think there was, nope, 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 that was Baron Davis. Even he uh, he had an attitude, too, uh, later on. He God, I love Baron Davis, though, boy, in his early days when he was there, still in Charlotte. when Once they went to New Orleans, it's like the attitude took over and the laziness, too. Uh, Chris Paul, obviously, attitude, complain, complain, tornado flop, as the forecaster would say. Um, this and that. It's hard to like him. James Harden, he's, he's you know, eh, I don't mind the cook something up celebration. That one doesn't bug me that much. That's actually one of my favorite ones. I'm not a big celebration guy, but that one's okay. That one gets a pass. It, uh, it gets a little green stamp or whatever for pass. Um, so, yes, I would cheer for the Rockets over the Golden State Warriors. Long story longer, or, or whatever you want to call it. Carl Anthony Towns, as I did predict accurately, was phenomenal against the Rockets. 35-12. He's always been good against them. Uh, Clint Capella got that little block mixed in. Andrew Wiggins was 0 for 11 at one point. Ended up finishing 2 for uh, 14. He missed an, uh, he missed a layup early in the game, but Carl put it in. It's just kind of symbolic of how things have been going with Carl and Andrew lately. Andrew misses. Carl gets the rebound and puts it in. That kind of pretty much sums things up. Jimmy Butler did not have a particularly good game. But he was kind of deferring in this one. Jeff Teague was wonderful in the game. Offensively, defensively, it is what it is. I mean, you know, he outplayed Chris Paul in the game, which, that's nice. Uh, he made two-thirds of his shots, 10 of 15. Uh, he's a plus 10 in the in the Joey ratio. The Joey uh, field goal attempts, attempts versus points ratio, points to attempts ratio. Carl, though, unbelievable in that number. Just great. 35 to 16. Are you kidding me? 35 to 16? 
Yeah, that's pretty damn good. That's a plus, uh, plus 19, eh? No, that's not. <laughs> I'm losing my freaking mind. Um, it is a plus 19. That's unbelievable. Great uh, overall game by Carl Anthony Towns. Plus 19 in the uh, attempts to points ratio. Um, but again, the fourth quarter happened. The cannons went off. It was a blaze of glory for the Wolves and Rockets in that fourth quarter. The Rockets got 42 points in that one. Lakers versus Timberwolves, 119-111. Again, this segment will be slightly longer because it can be. It can kind of bleed a little longer to where the second segment would be. And then, of course, fan interaction. And I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. A little stunned. You want to pull up the game. And, yeah. 119-111 <laughs> game. The Lakers were off and on leading in this game. And it was really annoying. Like, why? Why are the Wolves screwing around so much? I know you're so great, and I'm sure your confidence is incredible at home, but don't slack off, please. Stop slacking off on your job, guys. Look at you. Stop being like certain coworkers out there to all of us. We all know what kind of coworkers they are. Uh, Isaiah Thomas rejected in the previous game. He played in this one off the bench and was 3 of 15, and that's about all she wrote. He stunk in the game, and that's fine. That's fine. Yet the Lakers led like half the freaking night. Who, who the heck Zubak is? Okay, Vince, you can help me with that one a little bit. No, he had a nice game off the bench. Tyler Ennis, Minnesota Wild uh, winger, left winger for the Wild. He did not play. He was uh, busy playing for the Wild, so that's why he was inactive with the uh, the Lakers. Tyler Ennis, yeah, he was busy with the Wild, and he got in a little scuffle with one of the Washington Capitals last night So in, in St. Paul. Um, that was not a good game. It was kind of like Rockets versus Timberwolves for the third of the Wild. That did not turn out well, and it never does with the Wolves and the Washington uh, Capitals, just like Wolves into freaking Rockets. Wolves and Lakers, well, it's become more sided towards the Wolves, but there was always Mr. Jordan Clarkson going off against the Wolves. There was always that possibility. Carl just about lost the uh, Alpha Wolf Award in this one. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just about, possibly. He had an icky game, yet he still was a plus one in the uh, attempts points-to-attempts ratio, and he had 19 rebounds. So, I mean, stuff like that could keep him where he wants to be for the Alpha Wolf Award. Jeff T got a nice week, though, too, I'd have to say. Jeff T, nice resurgence after a couple of awful weeks. Andrew Wiggins kind of, well, he has kind of taken the Jeff Teague role of late. And, I, you know, I love Andrew Wiggins. I don't want this to happen to him, but he did not have a good game. Uh, Taj Gibson, another great game against the Lakers. Taj has been a, a Laker killer this year. 28 points, and again, showing that aggressiveness. And, you know, just... Get, Getting those put-ins near the basket. Not put-backs, but a couple of were, uh, at least one or two put-backs in the game. But Carl, again, 16 defensive rebounds, 19 total for the game. Not his best game offensively, but he was deferring to Taj Gibson at times and attempting to help other players as well. Butler didn't have the particularly great shooting night, but he still got to the free-throw line and still helped be at least second in the team in scoring as Taj, again, the leader. Jeff T got a 20-point night and was solid, often on throughout the game. So Jeff Teague, better. Hearing the criticism in town, oh, I'd rather have Rubio or Jeff Teague is a good player, but he doesn't fit with this team, this and that. I don't completely disagree with that, but I, I don't know. I'd like to know what type of point guard people want. Is it really Rubio? Is it, though? I mean, I don't know. I like, I mean, I like Jeff Teague's uh, ability to just kind of release, and it's not like a... Uh, uh, 
It's not an erratic shot. It's a nice-looking shot. It's got a little Chauncey Billups feel to it at times when he just kind of puts up his threes. So I appreciate that side of Jeff Teague's game. And again, the quick step, again, that keeps the, the, the defense honest, which Rubio was not something, it wasn't really something that was his specialty. He had the ability to dribble around people and make a quick move, but he didn't do it very much. Uh, so obviously the predictable, predictability with Ricky Rubio was very much in play. He's having a very nice year for the Jazz, and the Utah Jazz are playing extremely well recently. So that's the topic as well. Um, Wolves versus Jazz in the playoffs—that'd be interesting. I mean, you better freaking win that series. You do—you do not want to—you do not want to wind up like the Wild with Mike Yo last year. Oh, that was some straight-up BS right there. Um, but no, nice little finish for the Wolves. At least they're able to kind of pull away, and Taj Gibson a big part of it. Wonderful night again. Twenty-eight, seven, and two in the game. Two blocks. Was, was the uh, big part there down the stretch. Loved what he brought. Jimmy Butler had three blocks, some really nice ones down the stretch. One from behind, LeBron James style, and then, again, facing the man up along the way. Nice overall game. Oh, look at that nice video. <laughs> Flip Saunders working with Carl in the early yeah early days of Carl's career and final months of Flip's life. Uh, man, I still can't believe he's gone. You know, you see people go too quick. You know, obviously my friend Neil, just dear friend, 33 years of age, and Flip Saunders, only 60. You know, it's like, see, Neil was barely half Flip's age in that sense, the 60 to 30 thing, all that. But even 60, that's way too young, and, and it sucks, man. And, man, I, I love what uh, Flip brought to this organization. I love the, the tribute. It was uh, very well done. Um, nice to see Sam Cassell there. Even Latrell's free will. A certain guy that wears number 21 for the Timberwolves, at least he used to, uh, was not there. And uh, come on, man. And I'm not. Just gonna, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't like that people are making it about that guy. Making it about Garnett. Why? Why do that? You know. Don't make it about Garnett. It's Flip's night. So when Garnett's retiring, it's 100% about Kevin Garnett, KG, whatever you want to call him. I, I usually don't like abbreviations very much. That's why you don't hear me say it. I say Garnett or Kevin Garnett. It just sounds better for me. Or even just Kevin. Just like I call Carl Anthony Towns. I call him Carl. You know, when you're a franchise player, you, you're, a first, you're usually called by your first name. Carl. Carl did this. Carl did that. Kevin did this. Kevin did that. Ladanian instead of Ladanian Tomlinson. You know, stuff like that. Um, but a wonderful uh, tribute. It brings back all the memories. I mean, I've been here, I've been a Wolves fan since the early 90s, the very beginning pretty much. I think I, I, I missed the first year with the Metrodome off. I mean, I saw bits and pieces of it, but I didn't, I, I wasn't as uh, big of a fan until like the next year or so. Uh, really appreciated uh, what Flip Saunders brought to this organization. What a mess it was when he came in the first time, and what a mess it was when he came in the second time, and how things changed dramatically. Uh, Kevin McHale, Flip Saunders, so close. Uh, it was cool, their friendship, and how they sat there, watched Mr. Garnett. <laughs> and people say out of Chicago, but obviously he's from South Carolina, Malden, South Carolina. But uh, he played one year for Farragut Academy, which obviously brought him more, you know, more attention because so he could get recruited or uh, drafted, one of the two. Uh, Kevin Garnett would have played for the Michigan Wolverines if he had, if he did go to college. That's a very interesting thought there. Right after Chris Webber would have been a nice uh, upgrade from Chris Webber. As good as Webber was, Garnett was better. Yep. So those of you that think I hate Garnett, you're crazy. Of course I don't hate him. <laughs> of course I don't hate Garnett. I'm just saying he wasn't a go-to guy. But there I go making it about him now. But uh, wonderful uh, move by Flip and uh, Kevin McHale. 
Of course, when Flip came in, he was very well thought of coming out of the uh, Continental Basketball Association, wore some really wacky outfits for the team in the, in the Dakotas there. Uh, <laughs> what a sweet, out, some sweet outfits in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. That's my favorite time in my life, late 80s especially. Just the, the whole damn 80s as far as I'm concerned, but I was getting a little bit, you know, more, yeah. I was getting a lot, I was getting closer to my teens in the late 80s, we'll say. Um, so yeah, I appreciate it more than when you're very young in the early 80s. Uh, but Flip, obviously, very intuitive, uh, ahead of his time in the CBA. People thought of him very well. Wanted to, uh, of course, Glenn Taylor talked about in the video, which I posted on the Facebook page. Very interesting stuff, how sent this big letter, you know, I'm interested in coming to the Wolves somehow, some way, working with you and all that. Uh, Bill Blair was still the coach at the time, so Flip was brought in as a, as a general manager, like assistant general manager. Um, Kevin McHale actually came in as kind of an assistant, ended up becoming vice president of basketball not long after that. Uh, Flip was the general manager. Bill Blair was still the coach, the Salty Sea captain. Of course, you know, him and Isaiah, not the closest relationship, Isaiah J.R. Ryder, that of course. Um, Bill Blair was the very first coach that uh, Kevin Garnett played for as a Timberwolf. And then, of course, Flip took over during the season. And the rest was history. Things got better, this and that. Uh, just felt like a more positive vibe. Bill Blair wasn't a bad coach, but he was more of an assistant. He wasn't the head coach. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes that's how it is. Like Randy Whitman to me. He's an assistant, not a head coach. Kurt Rambis, he's an assistant, not a head coach. You could go on forever with that conversation. Um, Tom Thibodeau is a head coach. You know, he was a great assistant and a head coach. Uh, Frank was an assistant, not a head coach. You could go on for hours with that. And I better stop because it's getting boring. <laughs> Flip Saunders was a head coach, 100% a head coach. Um, his coaching style was entertaining. Um, I think other coaches at the end of the day, you know, might have had I don't know. I mean, they're just different. We'll just say some of them had more success. Some of them had better players to work with. Sometimes the jump shooting style, just jump shooting, jump shooting isn't always the best. You know, in some ways, it, it, it could also be great, of course. Obviously set things up. Maybe he would have been really good at the Warriors with how things turned out. When you have guys that can make shots like crazy, Flip's success rate would have probably been insanely high. But, of course, you know, when you have a team that's that good, this and that, the success rate's going to be high. Um kind of depends on what type of coach you have. Obviously, Steve Kerr is a shooting coach. He was a shooting player. Flip Saunders, same thing, this and that. Great career with the Gophers. Uh, one time I happened upon a video on YouTube, I'm sure it's still there, where it was just, you know, it was a Gopher game, right? Gopher basketball game in 1975. How cool is that? 1975, where it's a broadcast, right? Uh, like a, a broadcast tape where, you know, how it's literally the tape from the broadcast where okay, here we are, this is happening, pre-game, we're talking, and then it's time for a commercial break, but the tape keeps playing. You understand? There was no commercials. It was the actual tape, the real tape. And it's just fun watching, and you saw the skill of that generation. You want to think this generation's uh, stronger, faster, this and that, uh, smarter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> the mental toughness of that generation, of course, they weren't staring at their cell phones all day. I think they would have been pretty damn good. <laughs> and I loved what Flip, uh, I loved the energy Flip Saunders had. And it, it was fun to watch, the skill level, this and that. Uh, Flip Saunders, so fun. And, and they showed him in the introduction. He had the energy. He was clearly the leader of that team. 
and it was so cool to see him with the Gophers and all that. Uh, that was fun. I just sat there and watched that video for the longest time one, one morning a couple of years ago, and I still remember it. Even though it was a couple of years ago, I still remember it very well. Uh, there were players dribbling dribbling around everything. I mean, the, the skill level of those guys was insane even back then. So, again, don't discount it just because it's a long time ago that, oh, you know, they were just, uh, just you know, real boring and, and monotone. No, those guys could freaking play, man. Uh, so it's just as hard probably to make it. And, of course, I always thought uh, Flip, when you saw how good he was, he could have at least been a backup point guard in the NBA. But you sit down and think about it. Obviously, there was less. There were less teams in the NBA back then, which means less jobs available, this and that. So I don't know. Um, nice, uh, unbelievable career coaching. Even with Golden Valley Lutheran, was at fifty nine and zero. Jeez, that's pretty amazing. Golden Valley Lutheran. You know, it's like it's one of those little schools you don't really think about. And of course, I grew up in Golden Valley. I could have met Flip Saunders, damn it, but I didn't. So, and, and it was a while ago, but uh, 59 and oh, that's unbelievable. And everywhere you go, you always hear the stories, the greatest guy ever. Um, I'm, I, I knew somebody back in high school uh, that said they saw him uh, outside of the, uh, was it, uh, what the heck was it called? Nick's uh, Sportswear or something like that. It's no longer there, unfortunately. They went out of business in the 2000s, but in the 90s, 2000s, it might have even been in the 80s, but Flip was coming out of there. He's just the nicest guy in the world. Just kind of bumped into him and all that. Uh, unbelievable. And you hear all these great stories. Uh, there's only one player I could say that for sure didn't get along with Flip Saunders, and it's too bad. And it was Bobby Jackson. Um, we, we we saw it happen back then, this and that. Kind of, it just didn't mix, and, and it's too bad. And again, that's life. You know, not not everybody is, is going to be, is going to see things exactly the way you do, this and that. So again, that's just kind of the human part of it, unfortunately. Uh, but generally speaking, everybody loved uh, Flip Saunders. Obviously, Garnett did. Uh, cool to see Sam Cassell there. Uh, John Thomas was there. Mark Madsen, all those guys. Very cool. And, of course, Ryan Saunders, who's taken on the uh, the neck twitch that Flip Saunders is so famous for. I've imitated him many times, where he'd always grab the edge of his shirt, you know, with his uh, index finger and kind of pull and just kind of, you know, just kind of nudge his neck around a little bit. <laughs> I always got a kick out of that. We all have little habits. Like, I tend to grab the side of my pants a little bit. You know, I, I just get, you know, I do it a lot. That's just, we all have our little thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but I always got a kick out of that. Uh, I always thought Flip Saunders sounded like, uh, what's that singer's name? Uh, Rod Stewart, straight from the heart. Yep, straight from the heart, you know. That's Flip Saunders' voice, too. So I always got a kick out of that. Um, <laughs> love the man, love Flip Saunders. Uh, I wish I met him. I'm one of the unlucky ones that didn't. And those of you that did, you know, God bless you. You know, that must have been a, a nice experience. Uh, so, again, really nice to see Flip honored, to see the banner up there. That's what we were talking about last year. We were hoping they would do that one day, and they did it. Uh, thank you, Glenn Taylor. Thank you, Timberwolves, for getting that done. Thank you. Um, now, yeah, there's that other thing. The other banner that needs to go up there as well. Both sides need to come together there. Let the stubbornness go. Come on. Both sides need to come together with that one. Um, number 21 needs to be hanging in the rafters. Let's move on, people. Stop with the stop with the, the BS there, I think. Um, I won't even, you know, okay. I won't go further into that. But, uh, again, wonderful tribute. So there's that. The Alpha Wolf Award will go to... Carl Anthony Towns, the Johnny Flynn Memorial will go to Andrew Wiggins. An icky, yucky week, even though he had a couple of okay games against Chicago and Sacramento. Respectable games, but 
against the Lakers, only eight points, four of 11 from the floor, and just none, just not a part of things. Uh, no assists. He got poor rebounds, so that's okay. It's better than previous years. So, <laughs> um, but there's that. Um, nice overall tribute to Flip Saunders, and I enjoy talking about him. Yes, I wandered a little bit talking about the Gophers in general in the 70s, but no, I mean, it was nice to see how Flip led that team, and what a, what a nice job he did with the Wolves, this and that, during the course of the late 90s, all the way until 2005, and then, of course, the way he came back and cleaned up that mess, and it was just almost overnight. Um, he had an interesting draft there with Gorgie and Shabazz. He wasn't too happy with it at the moment, but it turned out to be okay, and then, of course, things got better. Uh, dealt with the Kevin Love situation about as good as any, any, any uh, president of basketball or whatever you want to call their role could ever do. Just unbelievable poker playing by Flip Saunders with that trade to bring in Andrew Wiggins. I just wish Andrew would perform a little better because you know the talent's there. That's all that is to it. And it's kind of a bummer that on a show where we honor Flip Saunders that i got to give Andrew Wiggins a Johnny Flint Memorial. Come on, Andrew, because that was an unbelievably well-handled uh, situation that summer with Kevin Love. The, uh, the stare down with Kevin Love and the Cleveland Cavaliers also with Andrew Wiggins, all that. Incredible, masterful job by Flip Saunders. God bless you, Flip. We'll be back to talk about Fan Interaction. We'll be back to talk to you guys right after this. Kind of weird, but yeah, two segments. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, Fan Interaction. No, this is not the off-season, but it's uh, what it is. Uh, we're back. <laughs> Two-segment show because no games to preview, as I've said a thousand times already. Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. want to thank Levi, Antone, Wilson-Brown, and of course, uh, Vince Germano also for retweeting the show. Thank you guys very much. Huge shout-out to the Courtside Podcast. We'll talk about that in a minute. Of course, Vince Germano, Melbourne, Australia. Janae and Levi, brothers out of New Zealand. Love you guys. God, love you guys so much. Just the greatest, greatest. <laughs> I love I love you guys. Uh, Vince Germano tweets. It is at Vinrock44, at Vinrock44 from the Courtside Podcast out there. Uh, you guys are Hall of Famers, Tanae, Levi, and Vinrock. Um, he was tweeting out John Krasinski's uh, <clears throat> tweet. John Krasinski, Johnny K., uh, AP, Krasinski, all that, but now it's, of course, Johnny Athletic, Johnny Athletic, because he writes for The Athletic, which uh, gets a lot of ads, and it's a really good publication. So, yes, a lot of exp- uh, major league uh, writers from from newspapers and all that, and some of them maybe up-and-coming bloggers also joined that page, but a lot of experienced uh, established guys, AP Krasinski, Michael Russo, uh, even Britt Robson locally, uh, writing for that. Britt Robson City Pages, but gigantic Wolves uh, wonk, like like a Yoda for the Timberwolves. <sighs> That's what sucks about losing Flip Saunders. He was literally the Yoda for the Wolves. Um, he, he was. Uh, like the like hockey, the hockey Yoda in this town is Lou Nanny. Flip Saunders was the basketball Yoda. He played for the Gophers, just like Lou Nanny did years ago. Uh, Flip didn't play for the Wolves, but he coached and general managed the Wolves. Uh, Lou Nanny played for the Gophers, played for the North Stars, 
general manager in the North Stars, and of course, and it's still like everybody knows Lou Nanny out there in the hockey world. Everybody knew Flip Saunders in the basketball world. So, oh, losing somebody like that, it's, oh, God, oh, it leaves a black hole. It does. I mean, it's such a big loss that, you know, nothing can escape it. it oh, that's what black holes are. They just, they suck everything in, even light. Um, wonderful tweet there. Uh, John Krasinski was saying a banner will be raised and a promise will be made. The Timberwolves will never forget Flip's honors, and damn right they won't. Um, Vince Germano, uh, t- literally, uh, it's it's a quoted tweet. That's what they call that. There's retweets, there's likes, and then there's quoted tweets where it's quoting, the, it's, it has the tweet and then your quote above it. Uh, of course, most of you probably know that even more than me. Uh, Vince Germano saying, how good is this? Fantastic. And it is absolutely wonderful. And John Krasinski, Johnny Athletic, liked that tweet. So thank you, John Krasinski. And he is, of a lot of the uh, people in this town, locally and such, national, whatever. Krasinski's local kind of, and yeah, he's local, but he's got a little national vibe to him too, but I would say he's generally local. Uh, he's been on Yahoo though, of course. Um, he's, out of a lot of the people here, I gotta say, he's about the nicest one. Uh, I, I love the guy. Uh, he'll, he'll talk, he'll, he'll like your tweet, he'll respond to you. Uh, I loved his coverage during the Wiggins trade, he responded to me. He's, well, we've even had a couple of chuckles back and forth. One time, uh, I was joking about how <laughs> I forget what it was, uh, a three-pointer. See, that's what's kind of sad, too, at the time. The state of affairs, uh, what's the name? Anthony Tolliver made a three-pointer, and he said it's his first three-pointer in a while, and I said, like, what year? And then he said, ouch, and he liked it, LOL, kind of back and forth. And now we get Anthony Tolliver making five and six three-pointers against us. That figures. So, I yes, Anthony, yes, Anthony, I'm sure you... Uh, sure you heard my show and hate me very much for that. Now, I don't know if he's heard it, but he acts like he heard it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've, uh, I've messed with the audio a little bit. Hopefully my voice isn't too booming. I, I don't know, because I think sometimes my shows are a little too quiet, so I adjusted the volume a little bit on uh, things here. Hopefully it's not <coughs> so apologize if it is, and I will readjust it for the next show. Uh, the first segment was different. It was standard, and I moved it a little bit, because I think it's getting too quiet, so apologize if it's icky. Tanae Brown says this gave me goosebumps, and yeah, it certainly was like that. Uh, Tanae Brown again out of New Zealand. I'm going to see exactly, yep, he was saying about the whole thing with the banner and everything, and it did. Um, it did. It. Uh, I, I posted it on the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page, and as we head to fa- Facebook, I'm going to give a shout out to the Flips Army. The Flips Army, that's a Facebook page. Go like and follow that page. In, uh, interact with people on there in-game and and news, this and that. Wonderful Facebook page for the Timberwolves and all that. Uh, Trevor Wickerwin, the founder of that page, allows me to uh, post uh, links to Timberwolves Explosion on that Facebook page. So I appreciate him very much for allowing me to do that. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And, of course, uh, links are all going to be in the show description on iTunes, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Google, all that. I mean, you, you can just Google the show and listen to it on, like, your Google... It's not Google Play, but it's some kind of attachment you can even have on Android phones. It's interesting. So, the most recent show, there were no comments there, but there were likes. Sometimes there's comments. That's usually where I leave off. Oh, yes. And by the way, you've noticed that the logo, the new logo for Timberwolves Explosion is finally on iTunes, and we have Tene, or excuse me, Levi Wilson-Brown to thank for that. He had messaged me on Twitter about, you know, I could probably help you with that that uh, logo. B- 
Because, see, I, me, with a lot of that Photoshop or whatever it is, the, the, when you adjust the size of a picture, I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. And some people are just great at it. And, and look at Levi. It was just bam. He fixed it, and it worked right away. Um, thank you so much, Levi. Uh, I was telling a major thank you to Levi Brown for helping me with uh, readjusting the picture size and all the logo, new logos on iTunes and the RSS at long last. And can't thank you enough, uh, Levi. It's great. Uh, and I was showing a picture of it as well. Thank you so much, Levi. It's made a big difference because, I mean, all you were seeing was a HipCast logo on there. And that's not good. That means there's no logo for your show. And who knows if people were wondering if the show uh, quit or whatever, which is not going to happen. This is the oldest, longest-standing Timberwolves show. A lot of the shows that popped up the last couple of years, they're not doing them anymore. There's still some left, but uh, yeah, Timberwolves Explosion just hangs around, baby. I'm not going anywhere. Mada, I'm not going anywhere, boy. I don't know what I just said. That was weird. Um, I was saying, let's make sure tonight is about Flip and not about Garnett, because people want to make it about Garnett. Oh, we got to fix the, the thing with Garnett. Oh, he needs to be there, too. And then Taylor needs, Taylor needs to stop being this and that. Okay. Garnett needs to stop being this and that, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if that isn't a two-way street, I don't know what is. You know what I'm saying? You can't just bash Glenn Taylor on that one. you got to do a little equal opportunity bashing when it comes to Garnett and Glenn Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, Trish Posterino says, Wolves, show your teeth. Yay. So thank you very much, uh, Trish Posterino, for that. Very sure. I posted the video on there. You can watch it anytime. It's right on there in HD. It looks beautiful. And Kevin Harlan, all oh, the memories. He, I, I didn't even mention him. And obviously he was actually the host of the whole thing on the pulpit. He was up there on the pulpit. Kevin Harlan, I love that voice. What a unbelievable broadcaster Kevin Harlan is. Hall of Fame level broadcasting is Kevin Harlan. He was the greatest. Oh, God, I loved him when he was here. The buckle up and all that because he could show a little more energy, a little more pizzazz, and be a little more wacky when you're a local play-by-play uh, <laughs> -play voice rather than a national play-by-play -play voice. He's also, of course, worked for Fox, uh, Westwood One, Fox for the NFL games, Westwood One. Now that's pretty much, yeah, that's what he does now is radio for Westwood One. Um for the uh, NFL. He used to actually do TV games, which is crazy when you think about that. I think that something happened years ago where, yeah, he wound up just doing radio and he's just fine at that. I don't know what I just clicked on. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? I did not mean to do that. I actually clicked on the video. I didn't mean to... <laughs> I want to stay where I am. Okay. Um, but no, love Kevin Harlan. Just unbelievable. Uh, of course, with TNT TV, yes. Um, the game was on TNT last night. They didn't air it, which is a bummer. So, again, YouTube is the way to go if you weren't actually at the game. Or Timberwolves.com, they have it there, too, which is great. Vince Germano says, thank you for posting this, mate. Flip was certainly a player's coach. They loved him. And, yes, he was. And, yes, they did. Absolutely. Um, Sam Cassell and Flip even had a little bit of a... Had kind of off and on run-ins during this uh, Sam's second season here. So, it's nice that these things got patched up between those two. Of course, uh, dating back to uh, Flip's Washington Wizards days, Sam Cassell was one of the assistants there, uh, and a possibly even future head coach of that team, but unfortunately that didn't quite happen. Uh, visitor posts, Vince Germano was saying, it's on today, brother. Yep, we're stuffed, and you almost stuffed us, man. You almost stuffed us, brother. Look at ya. You almost stuffed us. Just about. <laughs> yeah, uh, your team's got a nice future. Uh, Julius Randle, again, to the goofball out there locally that said uh, Shabazz Muhammad is better than Julius Randle. I'm sorry, but 23-0 to zero is a pretty big blowout for uh, Julius Randle. So, of course, again, Shabazz not even getting in the game. And Shabazz's game, he needs, he needs to be a better teammate. He needs to, you know, 
with Shabazz, I just sense an attitude from the guy. Like, you know, if he wasn't in basketball, who knows what he would be like. You know, he'd probably be a very difficult person, I think. Um, you, you just see attitude with him all the time. Like, he always looks like he wants to argue with somebody, it seems like. And there's always people like that in the workplace, and they're usually kind of the worst people to work with. And I don't know. God bless him. He's, he's probably a nicer guy than what I'm seeing. I don't know if it's just his competitiveness coming out or his frustration with lack of playing time. But I kind of saw that last year, too, with uh, Cole Aldrich, when he was just giving him an attitude. And it's like, dude. And I even read uh, Cole Aldrich's mouth, like, saying, come on, relax. Cole Aldrich, you know, he was giving him hell. And it was, I don't know, not impressive for me at all. So, I don't know. Shabazz kind of is what he is. He kind of is what he is. God bless him, and best of luck to him. This should wrap up the show. Uh, sh- Nothing from uh, Wayne Hunt this week, unfortunately. Probably back to getting back to business and all that. Uh, back to work. and Well, I'll, I'll, obviously he's back to work. But, uh, I mean, maybe getting real busy again. Uh, Vince Germano in career transition. And he's uh, rocking and rolling now. Good for him. Uh, awesome. Uh, he's become a teacher, has Vince Germano. And he deserves a, a gigantic uh, sitting ovation. Because if I stand, you won't hear me very well. It'll, but then again, maybe I'll stand. Okay, standing ovation. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's something I need to do is a little, little career improvement too, damn it. But, ah, uh, sheesh, I kind of, I moved up a little bit, but, yeah, yay, right? <laughs> uh, you can move up, but does your check go up that much? Yeah, sometimes, but not always, right? I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Well, get your butts on this show or get your voice on this show. Uh <laughs> Phone lines are 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Yes, sir. I mentioned you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion, which I probably already said. Yeah. Um, there's the other uh, route, again, multiple routes. The phone line itself. Then there's the call now button on the Facebook page. goes right through via Facebook Messenger, which is free no matter what it is. As long as you're on data of some sorts or internet some sorts, it'll go right through with no problems. And, of course, the audio submission route, which is a, a wonderful route that uh, uh, Tanae uses and others at times on other shows. Um, Mad Martin on Purple Mafia. Uh, that's where you use the free voice recording app on any smart device there is. And treat it like a phone call. Keep it to about five minutes or so. And save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com which will be in the show description for copy and paste purposes if that's what you prefer to do. And there it is, and I will convert it to an MP3 file if necessary, which usually is on zumzar.com, and it takes like about five seconds. So it's like no work at all. So very cool. Uh, I just put it I just put it in there, you know, brow, uh, browse it into my, uh, browse it onto that web page, and they email it to me right away. So pretty cool. Obviously, it's a electronic web page. It's not a person doing it. So, again, thank you very much for uh, your inclusion in the show in advance. And those of you that were on this show, thank you again so much. Tene Vance and, of course, Levi Brown. He's going to get a gold star with platinum lace on it for uh, <laughs> getting that picture at the right size so I could have it on, on uh, tw- uh, iTunes and, and Stitcher and all that. God, it looks good. Because once it's in that RSS feed from Hip- HipCast, it forwards through. Uh, Stitcher, I don't think it appeared right away. I think I had to... I think I had to have this show uploaded first. So by now, hopefully you're seeing it on Stitcher because this show will have uploaded by the time you're listening to it. That would be kind of weird if it wasn't uploaded and you're listening to it. I don't know how you're doing that unless you're in the government Big Brother thing going on. 
which I better watch what I'm saying right now. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week to uh, preview games and ignore the All-Star game, maybe. Unless somebody like Jimmy Butler or Carl Anthony Towns steals the show, and I hope they do. We'll talk to you next week.